0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series on the book of Romans with part three of this message entitled Proof of Sonship. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, open our hearts, open our eyes and ears, give us intelligent mind, enlighten our understanding by your spirit. Help us to understand your word that we may apply to our hearts. Truly your word is living bread. It gives us life. My word is spirit. My word is life. Help us, O Lord, as living people. God's people. To eat the living bread. Help us to hunger. And thirst for God. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Proof of sonship. How do we know that we are saved from the wrath of God? That we will go to paradise when we die? How do we know that we slaves of sin have become saints and sons of God? Can we truly sing blessed assurance, Jesus is mine? Romans 8 is speaking about assurance of our salvation. Some churches teach that a believer ought to be always in fear of condemnation. He must always be in doubt of the love of God and his salvation. Professor Charles Hodge of Princeton Seminary had said, A spirit of fear, so far from being an evidence of piety, is an evidence of the contrary. It is not enough that we self-certify that we are saved. Anybody can say that without the saving work of the spirit in his life it is the teaching of romans 8:14 through 17 that sons of god truly know that they are sons of god therefore guaranteed of eternal life romans 8:14 we learned last time that the first proof of sonship Is that the sons of God are those who are being led by the spirit of God. Holy Spirit leads us. I said into the scriptures. A son of God is an obedient son. A son of God is like Jesus Christ the son of God. Who always obeyed his father. If you are a child of God, it is your nature to obey God. Now we look at Romans 8 and verse 15. For you did not receive spirit of a slave again to fear. But you received spirit of sonship spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry abba father and romans 8:16 that deals with the third proof which is the highest proof Which is called in theology testimonium Spiritus Sancti Internum. The internal testimony of the Holy Spirit. I want to speak to you about adoption assurance. The second proof. With John Murray, I will translate this way. For you did not receive Holy Spirit as a spirit of a slave or slavery to fear again. Friends, unbelievers are always anxious and fearful. People of the world are children of wrath, sons of disobedience. They are sons of the devil. They are sons of Adam. They are slaves of sin. They live daily in fear of the wrath of God. They live in fear of death. We read in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 15. Christ came to free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Pre-Christian life was a life of fear. A life of slavery. So Paul asked the question, what benefit did you reap at that time? From the things you are now ashamed of, those things result in death. Isaiah was afraid when he saw the Lord seated on a throne. He was afraid because of his guilt, so he cried out, Woe to me! I am ruined! I am a man of unclean lips. When people heard Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost, We are told they were cut to the heart and said, Brothers, what shall we do that is to be saved? The Philippian jailer fell trembling before Paul and Silas. Asking, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Have you asked that question, sir? There are people who haven't yet asked that question. May Holy Spirit help you to ask that question. All sinners, Jews under law or Gentiles without the law, all sinners are fearful because of their guilt. Oh, they mask it with money. With false joy. With power. Holy Spirit. Does not make us slaves. To fear again. The following verses. Are parallel to this verse. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12. We have not received the spirit of the world. But the spirit who is from God. That we may understand what God has freely given us. That we may understand the gospel. That we may be saved. The spirit of the world is the God of this world. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Spirit of this world make the people of the world live the life of a slave. A life of fear. Or in other words. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For God did not give us. Spirit of cowardice. Spirit of fear that is. Spirit of timidity. But spirit of power. Of love. And sound thinking. The Holy Spirit. We receive does not make us slaves. This Holy Spirit is spirit of sonship. He is the spirit of God's son. Slaves fear. Not sons and daughters of God. Whose sins are blotted out. By Jesus Christ. Who was sent by the father. As Zechariah says to rescue us from the hand of the enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear. The Holy Spirit is spirit of liberty. Former slaves have been set free. So we read. Romans six verse twenty two but now that you have been set free from sin set free people we are Second Corinthians three seventeen says where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom freedom You did not receive Holy Spirit as a spirit of a slave. But you received Ella better, tense that is, you received in the past. Spirit of sonship, by whom we cry, "Abahopater," speaking about the Holy Spirit given to us in the past, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit, this is the Spirit of God's Son, is the Spirit of Sonship. This means a shorter catechism. Question 34 defines for children what adoption is. Adoption is an act of God's free grace. Whereby... We are received into the number. Meaning number of God's children. And have a right. To all the privileges. Of the sons of God. Friends regeneration secures us membership in God's kingdom. But adoption secures us membership in God's family. Like justification. Adoption is the father's judicial act. Regeneration gives us new life and a new nature. Adoption gives us new status. a New family. And new rights. There is a family of God sir. And there is a family of the devil. So St. Paul says in Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. For this reason I kneel before the father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derive its name. And John says the same thing in John 1 and verse 12. Yet all who received him to those who believed in his name. He gave, that is God the Father gave, exosia, right, to become children of God. Friends, adoption is the highest privilege that the redeemed enjoy. It is our present possession. We are sons of God. But in the future, we enjoy it in its fullness when our bodies are transformed. Adopted sons are assured. assured, they shall be conformed to God's image and enjoy forever the beatific vision. Revelation 22 and verse 4. They will see his face. And his name will be on their foreheads. The spirit of adoption. The Holy Spirit. Produces in us the highest confidence. In God our father. The Greek word for adoption. Is huyotesia. Which means Installation. As a son. The word is used only by St. Paul. He uses it five times. This adoption idea is based on Roman law, which Roman Christians were well aware of. By this Roman legal institution, one can adopt a child and confer on that child all the legal rights and privileges that would ordinarily accrue to a natural child. Roman law also required multiple witnesses for an adoption to be legal. Roman adoption applied, sorry to say, only to boys. But thank God, this is not so in the family of God. God the Father adopts boys and girls, men and women, even all people. And they are given full rights. As we read in 2 Corinthians six, seventeen and 18, Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. This adoption follows regeneration and justification in the Ordo Salutis. Adoption severs our legal and social relations to our natural family. The family of Adam, the family of the devil. And adoption places us permanently into God's new family giving thanks to the Father, Colossians 1, 12 and 4, through 14, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Paul says in Philippians three twenty, but our citizenship, is in heaven. Our previous debts and obligations are cancelled. Jesus paid it all. Adopted sons are heirs of the Father. Friends, we have rights and privileges in the family of God. Adoption was witnessed by reputable witnesses to deal with any dispute and challenge. That is why we resist the devil. We overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I've been adopted into the family of God. I have rights, I have privileges, all my debts. Have been cancelled. By Jesus Christ. By his shed blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Julius Caesar. Adopted Octavian. Who became. Emperor Caesar Augustus. Adopted son was. Deliberately chosen by the father. To perpetuate his name. And inherit his estate. He may enjoy the Father's affection more fully and reproduce the Father's character more worthily, says Professor Bruce. You did not receive Holy Spirit as the spirit of a slave to fear again, but you received the Spirit of adoption, Spirit of sonship that gives us great confidence. Galatians 4, 6, because you are sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who cries out, Abba, Father. So this spirit of sonship is spirit of God's son. This is Holy Spirit who creates within our hearts great Filial affection by which we love God and call him Abba Father. Hallelujah. Martin Lord Jones shows this experience due to baptism in the Holy Spirit. An experience that registers not only in our intellect but in our feelings. In our emotions, in the depth of our being. So Romans five, five speaks about this giving of the Holy Spirit. You received spirit of adoption. And he says, And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit He has given us. This is also known as sealing of the Holy Spirit Ephesians 1 verse 13 and you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation having believed you were marked in him with a seal the promised Holy Spirit seal gives security Ephesians 4 verse 30 and do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Jesus Christ baptizes believers in the Holy Spirit. When Christ was glorified he received Holy Spirit from the Father and poured out in abundance upon the church. So St. Peter says in Acts 2 and verse 33, Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. I say baptism in the Holy Spirit or sealing with the Holy Spirit is experimental, not theoretical. Oh they were speaking in tongues. They were rejoicing. They were fearless. Friends. Cure for fear. Is baptism in the Holy Spirit. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. Does not depress us. Or disappoint us. It causes us to rejoice. In the hope of the glory of God. It causes us to rejoice. In tribulations also. And Paul himself was baptized in the Holy Spirit. In Acts 9:17, Ananias was sent to Paul that he may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 18, "I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you." He prayed in tongues, he sang in tongues, he prayed in spirit, he sang in spirit. That he prayed and sang without understanding what he was praying or singing. But he was being edified, he was speaking and singing to God. Friends, Christ outpours the spirit upon believers. And the spirit outpours in turn, in great abundance, divine love into our hearts. With this mighty effusion of love power, we love God. We love Christ. We love our brothers and sisters. We keep God's commandments. Friends, Christian life is not legalism or moralism. It is love life. With this love, we love God's people and gladly lay down our lives for them. And with this same love, we suffer martyrdom and persecution. 1 John 3 1 says, How great is the love of the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that's what we are. Hallelujah. And 1 John, beginning with chapter 4, beginning with verse 16, and God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in Him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him there is no fear in love but perfect love drives our fear because fear has to do with punishment but our punishment is taken by Jesus Christ no more punishment chastisement yes but punishment no Second Corinthians five fourteen for Christ's love motivates us, impels us, powers me. Yes. Not legalism, not just duty, love. First Peter one and verse eight. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. That's because of the Holy Ghost work in their hearts. Friends, a theoretical Christianity that does not affect our emotions or feelings is not biblical Christianity it is dead orthodoxy that takes us to hell this spirit of adoption creates within us such love and assurance causing adopted children of God to cry out spontaneously Abba Ho pater listen to charles hodge holy spirit produces feelings of affection reverence and confidence and enables us out of the fullness of our heart to call god our father yeah. hallelujah strangers don't call god abba father Romans 8.15 is speaking something experimental, something subjective, affecting our feelings and emotions that cause us to rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Think of people who are in love spirit of adoption causes us to know we have been adopted into God's family, been blessed with the highest blessing. This has been God's eternal plan. Ephesians 1 beginning with verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessings in Christ not even one blessing excluded for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace that's what he wanted to do with us adopt us and bring us into his family Jesus Christ is the son eternal by nature. We are sons by grace. And we are told, friends, the father loves us just as he loves his son. John 17 verse 23 I in them and you in me may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you loved me in adoption we are given a standing before God comparable to that of his unique son think about it Dr Martin Lloyd-Jones says the ultimate object of salvation is not merely to keep us from hell not merely to deliver us from certain sins it is that we may enjoy adoption and that we may become children of God joiners with Christ We were nobodies. Nobodies have been loved by the Father from all eternity. We have been adopted into His own family. We are children of God. What dignity we have, what wealth we have, what love we enjoy. We are not slaves. We are sons of God. We are brothers of Christ. Brothers of Christ. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Hebrews 2.12, I will declare your name to my brothers. In the presence of the congregation, I will sing your praises. John 20 verse 17 Jesus said do not hold on to me for I have not yet returned to the father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am returning to my father and your father my God and to your God. By him we cry out Abba father. In Galatians 4 6 spirit himself is crying Abba father. Here we cry by Spirit's help, Abba, Father. It is the right of a son to call Father, Abba, O Pater. We cry out, cry, O men. That is, we continually cry. Spirit makes us very aware of our Father. Spirit enables us to converse with the Father, to commune with the Father. Our fellowship is with the Father and the Son. We cry in prayer, we cry in singing, we express our relationship to God our Father. Yes. The word kradzo is used in the Old Testament, Septuagint, in Psalms many times. Psalm 3 and verse 4 To the Lord I cry aloud. Psalm 4, verse 3. Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. It is a word for fervent prayer. It is a cry of deep emotion, want, intimacy, love, security, fervency, confidence, importunity, faith, assurance, Father. Some theologians think this cry refers also to the ecstatic speech of 1 Corinthians fourteen, fourteen through 6, praying and singing in the spirit. Professor Moo speaks about this crying this way. In using the word crying out, Paul stresses that our awareness of God as Father comes not from rational consideration nor from external testimony alone, but from a truth deeply felt and intensely experienced. By crying, Abba, Father, the believer not only gives a voice to his or her consciousness of belonging to God as his child, but also to having a status comparable to that of Jesus Christ. The mission of Jesus Christ in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 is to bring many sons to glory. Abba is the word children used in Jewish homes to call father. Be read in Talmud. When a child is weaned, he learns to say Abba and Imma, that is, daddy and mommy. Abba is Aramaic, the language of Jesus spoke. He must have called Joseph Abba. He always called his heavenly father Abba, except one time. After his ascension, he spoke to Saul in Aramaic. Jesus authorized his disciples also to call his father Abba. This then is how you should pray, our father in heaven. We know God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is our father also. He is no stranger to us. No stranger to us. Turn with me to. John's gospel. Chapter 4. 14. Verse 21. And 23. Listen to this. Whoever has my commands. And obeys them. He is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved. By my father. Verse 23, Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. As sons and daughters of God, friends, we cannot be afraid. (laughs) And we are not afraid of the father either. We are not afraid of him. We revere him, but we are not afraid of him. Hebrews 4.16, let us then approach the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Not throne of judgment. It is a throne. He is a king. But we can approach him because it is a throne of grace. Approach him with confidence. Confidence. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. For Ephesians two eighteen, for through him we both have what access to the Father by one Spirit. Ephesians three twelve, in whom we have our freedom of speech, the right of a son, the right of a citizen, freedom of speech. Hallelujah! Do you have freedom of speech, sir? Above Father. Free. Freedom of speech, hallelujah. Freedom of speech and access to his presence. Through faith in him. Look at the prodigal, he is all scared. He has nothing to eat. He is afraid that he will be thrown out. And he comes saying, I am not worthy to be called your son. But if the father say, You are my son. Hallelujah. Father makes certain his children know. They are his children. And call him Abba. By the help of the Holy Spirit. So we cry in prayer. Abba father. 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 That's what Abba father means. Abba in Aramaic. Kopater in Greek. Maybe Jesus used both. Father. Father. Daddy. Daddy. Expressing our certitude. God is not our judge. But our loving father. Who hears our prayers. Friends it is. Impossible to be an adopted child of God. And Not. Know it. Assurance of salvation is your birthright. Majority of reformers, including Calvin and Luther, said so that assurance of salvation is essential to salvation. Friends, by God's grace, I am assured. That I am a child of God. I love God. I believe in God. And I rejoice. With joy unspeakable. And full of glory. Heavenly Father. Thank you. For your eternal plan. To make nobodies. To make sons of Adam. Make sons of the devil. To be sons of God. You have given us the best. Nothing more you could give us. Truly we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Lord help us. To pray. Knowing God is our father. Help us to come to the throne of grace frequently. And when we cry father. Father. He would say, my children, what do you want me to do for you? That's what prayer is. Hallelujah. And I pray that you help those who have not yet called you Father. Help them to call you Father. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part three of this message entitled, Proof of Sonship. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.